0: Would you define yourself as a strong woman? One who feels like you don't need no man. And in fact, things might just run more smoothly if you were on your own. And yet you committed to this marriage, this relationship, and you struggle to be gentle, kind, patient, and encouraging, especially when he isn't pulling his weight around the house. Yes, he might make more money, and you might appreciate certain things about him, but you know how it goes. You have one conversation over and over and over and over again, without much traction. You feel like it's not worth it, and what's the point? So you start picking up the slack and taking on another task, because someone has to, right? But what can happen could end up, and often does end up, hurting your marriage more when you think you're being helpful. Today's message is for the strong woman, the one who can get it done with no help, thank you very much, but desires for her husband to step up and follow through. I've got the solution for you, friend. So go grab your coffee and get ready, because here we go. This isn't a game of ding-dong ditch, and don't worry, I'm not a solar panel salesman. I'm just here to see you, friend. Whether you have spit-up stains and cluttered counters, or you're still in your heels from work and just getting dinner started, take a minute and come sit with me. Welcome to The Jar Podcast with your host, Lydia, certified teacher, homeschool boy mom, oh lord help me, and marriage ministry leader, bringing you tough lessons from my own journey to soul health and wholeness. Together each week, we'll discuss our struggles, pain, and shame. We'll combat labels and lies with biblical truth, and we'll work through our mess and come out stronger, more confident, and rooted in our identity in Christ. So move your pile of laundry over. Better yet, let me help you fold it while we talk. Thanks for letting me in. Now let's get real. Hey, if you've been listening to this podcast and been enjoying these episodes, come on over to my Facebook group where we have deeper conversations about these topics and we find community and encouragement and you can find it at Christian Wife and Marriage Community and I'll link that in the show notes. But come on over, join the group and continue these conversations there. All right, let's jump into this problem that we have as wives, as Christian wives especially. When we are strong women, and I have an episode where I have a guest, Carissa Barber, on. You can go back and find it, where we talk about being a strong woman and how that's okay. But there has to be a balance. So the problem that we often face as strong women is we end up feeling like we take on everything. We have this innate sense of responsibility where somebody has to step up to the plate and we feel often like somebody else, and you know who I mean by that, somebody else isn't stepping up to the plate. And really that we don't have a choice, but to take that on. And we want what's best for our marriage. We want teamwork. We want a partner that commits to his end of the bargain. But when we communicate that to him, we often misfire and we come on too strong. Or, in my case, in the beginning, we stuff it down. And both of those are unhealthy. So if you are the one, the wife that reacts, if you are good at expressing your emotions, but maybe just not good at the timing of it, it often comes out as explosive or as overly emotional. And the problem with that often is that the husband has a hard time actually hearing what it is you're saying through your emotions. On the opposite end, the wife who, like me in the beginning, stuffs it all down, maybe because I didn't know how to express it or maybe because I thought it wasn't worth bringing up. There were times where I felt unheard and so what's the point of bringing it up again, especially if this is a recurring issue. It's something that I bottled up, and it built up. So when you bottle up something, it just builds and builds and festers and grows. And resentment forms. Resentment can also form if you are the explosive wife who expresses right away her dissatisfaction or her discontentment or her frustration or anger with something that her husband repeatedly does or doesn't do. But both of these tendencies or habits are unhealthy and can end up hurting the marriage because in some way things are going to continue to grow and come out in some sort of negative way. I think the tendency to take charge goes back to Adam and Eve where her desire is for her husband and to make him change and to make him do certain things and to decide what's best. And we may feel like we are strong women, but our way of handling a communication or miscommunication in the marriage can be something that actually really ends up hurting not just the marriage, but him as a person. It can cause division. It can cause him to want to shut down. One thing I learned in our marriage class that isn't the solution I'm getting to today, but it, it just came to my mind. One thing was to ask the other person, so you're supposed to be able to ask it to each other, but since I'm talking to wives specifically, ask your husband, what is it about me or my reaction that makes you feel unsafe or makes me feel like you don't want to come to me with something? And this could just be in the middle of a conversation when you're trying to express yourself and you feel that he's shutting down or you feel that he's avoiding. Pausing and asking what is it about me right now that's making you not want to open up? Sometimes it's fear of judgment. Sometimes it's fear of the emotions. <laughs> sometimes it's they don't feel heard. And so there's a way to offer that to him as well, even though you're the one that initially starts the conversation and and wants to talk about what's going on and how he can help. And I know that these conversations are exhausting. <laughs> I know that the ones that happen over and over again and feel like there hasn't been any resolution or any change can be so tiring you just want to give up you don't want to go there again you don't want to talk about that subject again you feel like well I just brought this up earlier this week or this is the fifth time this month that we're having the same conversation and if you're anything like me again the sense of responsibility falls on your shoulders and you feel the need to bring it up. So what do we do? We are strong women who want to step up to the plate and be helpful, but we can overstep our boundaries. We can step on his toes. And sometimes our role is not to step up, but to step back and let him lead. So let's talk about the solution. There's a couple steps to it. And this is from my experience. This is the experience that I have learned is helpful This is what I've learned in our marriage course that we have taken and some different tools that have helped along the way, and it's just proven tried and true by actually implementing these things. And again, it's not perfect. I still have to work really hard to remember these steps, but when I do, it works every time and it goes so much better. Does it mean we're perfect? Absolutely not. Sometimes we suck as humans and... I suck at explaining myself and he sucks at listening or vice versa, but it's worth it every time. So part of the solution and the very first step is to pray. And I know that sounds like, okay, I don't really have have time to pray when we're in the middle of having a conversation and he's not doing something and I just feel these emotions bubbling up. Well, it's important to stop the conversation In in a healthy way, not just walking out or slamming doors, but taking a minute. And going and praying about it, even before the conversation starts. The best timing is before the conversation starts. When you notice something is bothering you, or he's not doing something that he said he would do, and you've already asked him 10,000 times, take time to pray. Not call your best friend, not vent to a friend of yours and talk about what he is or isn't doing, but praying, asking God to come into the situation. Asking the Holy Spirit to convict you of anything that you're bringing to it that isn't healthy. And asking the Holy Spirit to convict your husband's heart. And I can tell you the best times that I have done this with a pure heart and with the best intentions for unity to be the end goal, my husband ends up coming to me and doing the exact thing that I prayed for whether it is confessing or whether it is um, admitting something or expressing a desire to change, I don't even have to say a thing to him when I remember to pray and ask the Lord to work in his heart because that's not my job. I'm not his Holy Spirit. And so some of the things to pray for are wisdom, wisdom in what words to say and wisdom in the timing of it because often expressing something Right in the middle of the thick of the emotions is not the best time. Waiting until the conversation is over and praying or praying ahead of time and praying for the right time to bring it up. And again, like I said, praying for his heart. Pray for his heart to be receptive to your words and that the Holy Spirit speaks through you. That is the first step in this solution of, of expressing your needs of him hearing you and coming together in this because remembering that you're on the same team. It's not you against him. I struggle with that personally because I'm a super competitive person and if something's not happening, I'm gonna step up and then I'm gonna feel like I'm against him and that's what the enemy wants. He wants that division in our minds and in our homes. So the second part of the solution is to have a conversation about committing to change. Part of that conversation of committing to change is expressing to him your commitment to change yourself and how you operate. Recently, my husband and I were talking about something, and it was something that I brought up multiple times. I know he didn't like hearing it, but I, t- I told him and I reminded him that I committed to him after our separation, when we recommitted to each other, I committed to changing the way that I communicated because the way I had done it before caused resentment in my heart and basically didn't let him know how I was feeling because I stuffed everything down. So I reminded him that I committed to change and that I would speak up at the right time after I've prayed, I would say something. And so that comes down to being honest about how I'm feeling and not brushing it aside or stuffing it down and just taking charge because I tend to be a very task oriented person and a lot of us women are a lot of us wives are we see a need and we meet it I don't know if it's when we become moms we just it's something that clicks when we have babies and we just do what needs to be done no matter how tired we are or if it's something that we're designed to be and that's fine to operate in that strength but if it's causing resentment and bitterness in your marriage, then we need to stop right there and not let it go any further without deciding to change the way that we do things. And for some of us, that means speaking up. For some of us, that means shutting our mouths. And maybe even a balance of both of those and just knowing when is the right time. When is the right time to speak up because you feel the resentment growing? When is the time to shut our mouths because we're feeling too emotional And we need to stop and pray and ask the Lord to step into that situation. Another part of this conversation of commitment is to ask him, tell him, ask him for help, delegate tasks, ask him what he thinks he can offer or do to help this situation or this problem that you're having. And then ask what you can do to help him. You know, the home is the place for for all of us to be. And it needs to be a happy place and a place of peace. And yet if, if you're harboring this resentment or if you're being explosive, you are causing the atmosphere in your home to not be peaceful. And so if that's a goal for the both of you, asking him, hey babe, what do you think you could do to kind of help our, our goal or our family priorities of this or that? Whatever it is that you guys have decided is something that you want for your home. If it's to be clean and organized or to take care of things, bringing it up to him in a calm and respectful manner and saying, okay, these are the things that I've noticed need to get done. What do you think you can help with? And let it be something that he decides. And then how can I help you to commit to that? It it depends on the husband and what they need. Some of them need reminders. Some of them don't. Some of them need encouragement. Some of them just need a list. Whatever it is, ask him what works for him. And then one thing that I've also found that works for both of us is to have a conversation before this about some sort of phrase or code word or something that indicates to the other in the middle of a conversation that's starting to get out of hand or that's starting to ramp up and you feel those emotions coming that lets the other one know time out or I need a break, or I need to go pray, or something. Again, it's not a walking out. It's not just ditching the conversation and turning your back on each other. But having something, coming up with something so that in the moment, if you say, I need a timeout, you, you both already know what that means because you've talked about it. Like, when I say timeout, what I need is to go upstairs, cool off for about 10 minutes, and and pray. And then I'll come back down right after and we'll finish this conversation. You need to give it an ending point too. So in that conversation, not just saying, I don't want to talk about this and then walking out and then it, it's open-ended and you don't even know when you're going to finish the conversation, but giving it a, a time frame. Like I just need, if it's a really big thing, I need a day or I need a couple hours to think about this and pray and then we'll come back to this. Letting them know, I'm still in this, I'm still here, we are going to work on this, but we need supernatural strength, we need supernatural wisdom, and we need help in this situation. Now, ideally, it'd be good if you could stop and pray together out loud, but I understand sometimes that's not always the case, and that's not always easy. That's a goal. Prepare each other in a a time of calm, not in the middle of, of an argument, but after it passes. When you're calm, have this conversation of what is going to be sort of a way that I can indicate to you that I need a break. If you say this to me, okay, I agree that I will stop the conversation, I will pause, I will wait for you, and I will also pray during that time. It's a team effort. So I have just found that those are some solutions that really do help in this very common issue of miscommunication. This common issue. I was just talking to my friend Tanette. She's the host of At the Family Table podcast and she lives near me. So we got to meet up in person today for coffee and we were just talking about our tendency as strong women to just kind of step in and step up and get frustrated when we feel like our husbands maybe are not doing what they said they would. And this wasn't bashing them. This was admitting to each other that we have these tendencies To maybe handle things in the wrong way and how do we get better at that? And so I encourage you today, when you feel that miscommunication coming and maybe or especially when it's a conversation you've had so many times before, try a different tactic and even if the outcome doesn't change immediately, that's when you have to bless it and release it. Let God deal with your husband's heart and let the outcome be in his hands. It might seem really frustrating and you still might end up picking up the pieces and taking over that task, but you're doing it with a heart that's already expressed your hurt and you have offered that up to God and he sees you even in the midst of that hurt, even when you're still stepping up because you're right, someone has to, and even when your husband maybe hasn't yet figured out how he can step in and help you. Trust God with your hurt and your heart and allow him to continue to speak to your husband's heart as you trust the Holy Spirit to transform him. Focus on what you're committing to change about yourself that can make your communication with your husband different. So Lord, I lift up these women that are listening right now. They may be in a place of just extreme frustration, pain, hurt, and maybe they feel like giving up or maybe they just don't know what else to do. And so they overwork themselves and they overexhaust themselves. But that's not what you want for us either, Lord, So I just pray that you, Holy Spirit, speak to these women's hearts. Help them to understand how you want them to walk as godly wives, as Christian wives. And I pray that as they do that, that their husbands notice a difference and come towards them. I pray that you change these marriages, that you unify these husbands and these wives to come together for the kingdom and to be a force to reckon with. In your name I pray, amen. All right, y'all, God bless you, and I'll see you next week. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse 15. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. I'll see you next Saturday, same time, same place.